Tires and Billy West. Or Stimson J. Cat or Lynn Hart. Shut up, you fool! And I'm Dr. Zoidberg, and I'm saying hello with Professor Hubert Farnsworth and your old Captain Zap Brannigan. You're listening to Two Broke Geeks. Joy! Come on, vengeance. Let's get into some trouble. Music. Okay, so that's my turn. Which one of you dumb sister fucking tiki torch carrying sloth from the Goonies looking pieces of shit wants to go next? For those of you waiting for the connecting flight to South Park, Colorado, my colleagues and I have just been informed that due to the severity of the COVID variant in that town, there may be a delay of another 40 to 50 years. McCoy? McCoy? Wi-Fi? Pilates? Pilates? Cup, cup of, well, I don't even remember where it's <laughs> I don't been either. Said. It's so stupid. We'll talk so about dumb. Uh, we're going to talk. I guess we might as well talk about that first. But anyway, this is Two Broke Geeks. I'm Matt. I'm Justin. Yeah, and this week's South Park, I was, so, uh, I was super let down. It was a huge letdown. I mean, I understand the joke, the main joke being the housing market is just in flux and everyone's fleeing uh fleeing cities for small towns sure but like i didn't even understand like what the joke they were making about city people actually was oh i know this i know the joke uh it's that they're all simple and they're all the same especially if you're from like it kind of takes a huge jab mainly at california okay uh, with with just them repeating the lacroix and yeah pilates and Bottle of water. Bottle of water. Bottle of water. <laughs> it's, it's a huge jab at them because, like, LaCroix. If you ever. I've had LaCroix. Oh, it sure. It sucks. Yeah. yeah. I've had <laughs> and, it. Yeah. yeah. And it's just like they all have. It's like a very distinct. It, it's almost like that episode where Smug invaded, where they had the Smug thing. Yeah, except that one was good. Yeah, because it's smelling farts. <laughs> yeah. Well, and it, ha- it. That, and it just was. I don't know. It, thanks and everything. Yeah. Like it was just funnier, and I don't know. The this one was just a, <clears throat> was more or less just one long joke of, or not even a joke. Just Cartman being an asshole to his mom. It's like no, your yeah. only job is to is to provide for me. So it goes out of his way to. Make sure she lo- she quits her job at the real estate office. His whole thing with, like, Butters, they let my mom be a real estate agent. You don't understand. My mom is fucking stupid. She can't do anything. So if she can be a real estate agent. And then the real estate agent joke wasn't funny with, yeah. like, a real estate agent's only job is to take a really good picture. And they, like, all end up arching their backs so much. Like, it just wasn't funny. I was like, oh, my God. This is... It's been a while since I saw an episode of South Park that I found that not funny. And it's just, it just, <clears throat> it sucks. And it's so weird because the last two were just so fucking funny mm-hmm. that it took like this teeter. And I mean, obviously not everyone, not every episode is going to be a home run or sure. hilarious. No, especially still. when it's been on, what is this, season 25? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And so, yet they've refused to put everything on Blu-ray because I just want to get all the seasons because yeah. streaming service sucks. Yeah. the uh, 
I will say the funniest part of the episode to me, and it was right there at the end, and I can't wait for them to keep playing on this going forward, is because Cartman was such a dickhead and his wouldn't let his mom have a job, the only place they can afford to live is the old hot dog stand. <laughs> Look at our water. And it just sprays mustard on her. Weak. I live in a hot dog. You would think he'd be all for it. You would think so, but I don't know. So that part, like right there at the tail end, it was funny. Yeah. And then, yeah. So that was that. I mean, the I'm glad. That the one thing about this I am glad about is they're still playing off of Token's family living across from Stan because oh, yeah, of, he tried yeah. to sell Tolkien's house. Yeah. And I Ew. sent you that text the other day of all of, of, of the <laughs> Hobbit and Lord of the Rings. Like I got to do some reading. Thanks South some reading. Park. Thanks South Park. Make me feel like a big piece of shit. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. That was funny. <clears throat> oh man. Yeah. <clears throat> so, uh, it wasn't like a lot going on this week, but I did do some things Me in terms too. of like I did watch a couple movies. Uh, I guess we both watched at least one of the same two. movie. We watched oh, we two. watched two of the same movies. OK, yeah. which one do we want to talk about first? Let's talk about the stupid one. <laughs> OK, so Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Yeah. Big old humping thing of garbage. That thing was. Oh, boy. Uh. Where do I even start? Um, number one, I, uh, I, like, it was bad, but also, like, for parts of it, I was still entertained, if that I makes I thought sense. the gore aspect was fine. Yeah. Like, yeah. For, for this film, it wasn't up to par with, I mean, it wasn't as gory as um, the director when the director did Evil Dead remake. Well, no, actually, Fetty Alvarez didn't even direct this. He uh, got a story credit on it. Oh, really? Or a script I thought... credit. Yeah, he oh. wasn't a director. I, I looked that up. Um, Never mind then. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the gore aspect was pretty good. I think that whole bus killing scene was really good. Um, I found it really weird that they build this as a direct sequel to the 1974 Texas Chainsaw Massacre. And then for some reason, uh, Leatherface grew up in an orphanage with yeah. a woman that was his mother, even though literally the entire point of the original Texas Chainsaw Massacre wasn't just Leatherface. It was the entire family. Not only that, but they brought back Sally, who was living as a sheriff in the old house. That's what I thought. That, yeah. I thought that was the old house. Because I was like, why are they doing such a... I was like, why are they doing such a wide shot on that? Oh, what? It makes no sense. No. Okay, that makes even less sense than I... Okay, that's dumb. Because that old woman... And also, I got the impression in the original Texas Chainsaw Massacre. <clears throat> and... Maybe I'm also leaning too much on Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2, which in this universe isn't canon. But I always got the impression that underneath his leather face, leather face was pretty deformed. That has been up for... They've changed that story, that Shh. aspect, so many times. Okay. Whereas, like, um, the original was like, yeah, he was born with a defect. It wasn't as horrible as like some of the other films have made it out to mm -hmm. be because in this new one 
he kind of just looks like a regular dude. I was going to say, you kind of get, like, one shot of his face, and he does look like just a normal, like, backwoods redneck dude with yeah, a beard. It's it's very so. bizarre. Uh, and I know someone explained, he's like, well, no, him and his mom moved into, like, the old folks home. I'm like, no, that's not There's how There's literally a picture that it's implied that the crack in the frame that hides that one kid at, like, the orphanage group photo, that that is Leatherface. Yeah. So, I don't know. And, I don't know, the message of this film is just freaking weird in general. Like, the Can- whole... In, the whole influencers <clears throat> buying Harlow and then selling off the properties that to make was really, a quote-unquote safe living space. That was really fucking dumb. Um, my friend Jake introduced me to the term plot armor, which is a, uh, a film device I had never heard of before, but it is uh, the term basically means... Oh, this is set up in such a way that this character literally 100% has to survive and you never feel any danger from them. Yep. And that's obviously the final girl in this film. Like, as soon as you see her and realize that she is the victim of a school shooting, you're like, oh, she's going to survive. She's going to needlessly survive two horrible things that have happened. And so they didn't need to have her be the like survivor of a school shooting that was pointless and weird yeah it was it was such a bizarre thing to throw in it was because like you see she has like the bullet hole in her chest through and you of through like the beginning that you start seeing her but she doesn't actually yeah, yeah. explain till almost halfway through the film what happened like like there's so much of this plot that is just cannon fodder just to keep the story moving. And then they're like filling in the gaps. Well, and you don't like it. I, I think I posted this uh, on either my Twitter or on a group on Facebook. Um, if you're watching a horror movie, you should want the you should want the characters to survive at least right. a, f- a few of them. And if they die, you should feel bad. And a couple horror movies it doesn't always have to be that way. Like, I still like the remake of Friday the 13th. Although I guess I like a couple of the characters in that. Most of them you want to die. The- in this new Texas Chainsaw Massacre movie, I wanted fucking everybody to die. Same. I was like, this is... Even that one girl that... like. I guess the sister of the girl that survived the school shooting, she, she sort of won me back after she started feeling bad that the old lady died, but not Not, like entire, not enough to say so, I guess. Well, I, I very much disliked her because of, I don't know, like, because she did a lot of that whole like backpedaling of like, Oh, I, I accidentally killed this woman because we may or may not have accidentally kicked her out of the house. That is hers. Uh, but like her partner, I really wanted that dude to die. Oh, hundred percent. That dude, Um, like no matter how much you want, like this movie suffers from B. I feel like this movie suffered as well as for being too woke. Like they want to throw so much at it. That you kind of, which is not a bad thing. 
I'm all for if you no, want to change it, had, it up. No, but it, I get what you mean, though. Like, it's one thing to be uh, expressing some liberal views in your art. Like, people that listen to this show know I'm perfectly fine with lot. But when you're throwing literally every talking, I mean, the phrase, I'm a Texan, I don't like people telling me what to do, is a line of dialogue in this movie from the most stereotypical, gun-toting, Republican Texan character you could possibly imagine. And throughout it's the, yeah, so and th- stupid. Like, even, and, like, how much in the beginning of the film they're talking about, like, gun laws and like in and like the confederate flag which whatever like fine no i like the idea of like get up there and tear that fucking confederate flag down that's cool that could be in there but it's it's just there's they threw so much i mean like we were just talking about there is a whole pointless thing where and look if you want to address gun violence uh, in school shootings in your film that's great. That's a topic that deserves addressing. It is a blip on the radar in this movie. Yeah. This character survived a school shooting. They have one scene where she has a flashback of laying amongst dead bodies and lockers. And that's it. It's, it's just in there for the sake of it being in there. <laughs> it's, it's not... It's, it's, and what's re- what the other thing that kind of the other thing that really bugged me of this film was so they bring Sally back like the girl who survived the first film and what happens she gets like a hole in her chest from a chainsaw and then twenty minutes later somehow still survives to shoot her shotgun. Dude, I was texting you when that came on if you remember. Yeah. I, was text- I was like, oh, Sally's back. The she survived. She serves no purpose she shows up she fires like a couple shots out of her gun gets literally chainsawed not just like a little bit he sticks it all the way through her lifts her in the air to the point where she's almost cut in half and then somehow a few minutes later she's still alive (laughs) and also speaking of still alive at the very end of the movie she damn near cuts Leatherface's fucking head off with that chainsaw, and a few minutes later, he's alive to decapitate. <laughs> okay, uh, the, here's what I saw from my... I, what I saw was the oh sister my. using the chainsaw, and then I didn't see her go for the head. I saw her go for an uppercut. Like well, she did. Punch. She, like, hit him in, like, the chin with it. Yeah, and then he falls in the water, and then that was it, and I was like, that's it? That That's it. <laughs> Yeah, like but before we I came mean, back. See, I don't even think of that's it, but if you're going like an up and under somebody's chin with a chainsaw like up into this area, like that person's yeah. not getting up. Like yeah. I know okay, I I know this is a horror movie, but like this is also a franchise historic I know this is a hor- but like historically, this is also a franchise where Leatherface doesn't actually take the brutal physical punishment that Freddy and Jason take and yeah. still get back. Or, you know, Freddy, Jason, and Michael Myers, they're like maul the shit out of them and they're still fine. But from the films I've seen, the I mean, original he gets Texas more brutal. He, he does get be, get more attacked and like fucked up in like um the remake in the beginning 
Yeah, but even in the remake, he doesn't get that fucked up until the end yeah, when just they Beale cut just his arm kinda, off. Yeah, it just takes a butcher knife to his arm. No, uh, no, he loses his arm entirely at the end, doesn't yeah, he? Yeah, he just takes the hacks the whole thing off, yeah. and then, like he's like swinging like, the chainsaw yeah, yeah. with his other arm on it. That was the other thing, by the way. Um, they did like the whole, like right at the very end when he cuts the sister's head off and he's holding, they did the chainsaw dance yeah. for no re except for like the visual callback to like, remember in the original when he was like flipping out in the middle of the road with a chainsaw, only this time it literally looks like he's doing like a chainsaw dance, which is stupid as hell. And the, the fucking dialogue in this movie is just cringy because, like, Sally shows up with a shotgun and is just looking at Leatherface and just starts naming everyone. And then mm-hmm. it's like, you don't remember me, do you? And he doesn't say anything. He's just like, no. And I, know I don't pre- even know who you are. Yeah. It's like the whole premise is, like, basically like, oh, he was fine and he only attacks those that disturb him. But I'm like, but he would still go for her in the if she was just standing there because... Sure. It's just an invade. It's an invader to his area. <laughs> yeah. It. Yeah. I don't. Know. The movie just didn't work. Like I will say, the one thing I did enjoy was the murder in the ambulance and the cop car where he like breaks the guy's wrist and shows the bone and then sticks it in the guy's mouth. Oh yeah, that part's really awesome. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> Actually, that whole scene, even, like, once they crash and, like, then he's cutting his mom's face off so he can wear his mom's face. Like, I think that part is, like, probably the best part of the movie. And I'm scared at the at the thought because I saw that same article you did of him doing a sequel. Yeah. That's the other thing that really kind of bugs me is... From what we've seen from these kind of resurgence of horror films, like Halloween, Candyman, and we'll get to Scream, mm-hmm. uh, they all did pretty well in theaters, and they all did, are, in my eyes, like a really good kind of resurgence of these franchises. Mm-hmm. But for some reason, they didn't put the time, effort, or money into Texas Chainsaw Massacre, which is a quintessential like kind of side of horror. I think it's just because and they Texas just dump Cha- it on the Netflix. Yeah, I think it's just because Texas Chainsaw Massacre as a franchise is like yeah even more of a mess than like the Halloween franchise was. So, I, I mean, I might the I saw on HBO Max today they put up uh, Texas Chainsaw Ma- the ne- the new generation. Oh, no. The one with Matthew McConaughey? Yeah, that one. Oh, no. And I was like, I have, it's been a while since I've watched this one. I've Maybe never I'll seen re-watch. that. Yeah, I've never seen that one. I've never heard anything good about it. <laughs> yeah, there there definitely is anything good about it, but I was like, ah, Yeah, the maybe. only ones I've seen, like I said, I've seen Texas Chain, the original, the remake, and I have seen the Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2. I never saw... Uh, Texas. Uh, I never saw Leatherface, Texas Chainsaw Massacre three. I never saw the the New Beginning or New Generation, and then I never saw the sequel or prequel to the remake. Yeah, Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Yeah, uh, and then I never saw. And then you haven't seen Leatherface. Or no, 3D. I haven't seen Texas Chainsaw three D, and I haven't seen Leatherface, and I don't want to. I've heard. Th- I've also heard those are really really bad. <laughs> 
They're really <clears> bad, <throat> especially 3D because they make you because it basically switches it up to you're rooting for Leatherface because there's like he's not the real villain. Spoiler alert for anyone who's watching gonna who wants to watch it. But there's like an uh, there's like a mayor and a cop that are like corrupt and are just trying to take over the Ugh. house. Uh, they want they want the house for whatever means, like to sell it off or whatever. And these this girl inherits it, and Leatherface just happens to be chained up in the basement, but it's never explained why, uh, as far as I remember. And then you root for Leatherface by the end of the movie. Ugh, that's terrible. Yeah, the the, the yeah. one I keep hearing and I keep seeing this everywhere, and I agree is like, okay, when do we get our next? Um, uh, Nightmare on Elm Street movie. It's been too long. We need a Nightmare on Elm Street. Yes, I, I will keep throwing my head in the ring to be the new Freddy Krueger if they don't bring back Robert Englund. Yeah. Uh, I'd be down, but yeah, I've heard there's been so much, and there's even talks, and I think they finally... They finally came to a settlement on the Friday the 13th I believe franchise. they did. I believe that's correct, yes. So hopefully maybe in the next couple years there'll be a yeah. new one. Hopefully. <sighs> hopefully. So, want to talk about Scream a little bit? Let's talk about Scream since we both finally yeah. watched uh, it. I dug it. I thought it was really, really good. I enjoyed it. Um... I had minor complaints, but nothing that ruined the film. Okay. Um, um, interesting. Spoiler. Yeah, we'll Ooh, talk spoilers me. on it for sure. Yeah. Spoil. Yeah. Uh, spoiler alert. Um, I wasn't a huge fan of the reveal of t- basically saying that they're toxic fan base. That it was, was toxic. That fan base. was my biggest complaint as well. I thought that yeah. was a little bit much when they're like basically we're just uh we're the pure fans that that wanted a a real sequel and all the other ones before were crap and we're gonna make a real so i thought that was weird Mm -hmm. um but yeah i liked uh i liked the way they kind of used the legacy characters um I thought all the the new characters were pretty good as far as like new characters go. Um, <clears throat> I just overall I thought it was a pretty good scream movie. In fact, I think I I guess I gotta watch it a few more times. But uh, I think it comes out on Blu-ray next I know, week. I, I think. I think I've got a put it kind of like the way it is for me is scream scream four and i think the new scream is going to be right under scream four but above scream two i'd like i said i probably got to watch it a couple couple more times to be sure but i find it hilarious because i have to look up her name because uh the girl Mm -hmm. killer um she she cracks me up because uh her whole if I, I have to remember the actress's name, because uh, if I think it's the same girl, uh, Ma- Mikey Madison who plays mm-hmm. Amber, um, if I remember correctly, she's also in. 
Yeah, okay. She's in Once Upon a Time okay, in Hollywood. I haven't seen that one. Where she... T- <laughs> it's, she basically does the same thing by the end of the movie where she's just screaming with a knife and, like, gets murdered. Really? Like, yeah, it's like... it's That seems to be her thing because in... It, she plays, like, one of Man, uh, one of Manson's uh, uh, mm-hmm. followers in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood and, like, keeps getting murdered over and over again and screaming and it's just... Uh, it just cracks me up. I liked the little bit right at the end uh, where uh, she has been set on fire and... Like, runs in to, like, try to do the last-minute kill and obviously doesn't get to. But I was like, oh, that was pretty good. So, yeah. Yeah, they had some really good jump scares. Like, the whole played off, like, the originals. Like, um, when when they're fighting in the hospital and he's and the ghost face is down and they're leaving. And Dewey's just like, no, you gotta shoot in the head. They always mm-hmm. come back. Always gotta shoot in the head. Like, it was, it did a really good job with the callbacks and the little bits. I actually, my personal favorite was, um, the, was, I can't remember the act, the, the uh, Jamie Kennedy's character from the first yeah. film. His, um, his niece. His, his niece was watching the original, is watching the original. Yeah, that was. We're going through that same scene. <laughs> yeah, uh, that was, I liked that quite a bit, um. I love yeah. that they even went as far because they they also did, um, you know, they they were trying real hard to be and they literally got everybody back like the 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 new sheriff that she was the deputy in Scream 4. Um, and then uh, Jamie, the the actress that played Jamie Kennedy's sister in Scream 3, that was, you know, she was the. The, she was in this movie, so I thought that was all really good. And fun, fun, small, like little tidbit. Um, with the when the boyfriend's watching the latest stab movie, where Ghostface is in like a cut off <laughs> tee, so with a flamethrower. The voiceover for that one's Matthew. Lillard. Oh, was it? I yeah. think it was kind of uh, the other. My other little teeny bugaboo with this film was obviously the 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 main girl, the the final girl. She is um, uh, what's his name's Billy Loomis. She's Billy Loomis's illegitimate daughter, right? And so she she sees Billy Loomis in her head, right? Why? She's never known Billy. I get that that's her dad and everything. She doesn't know this guy. He was dead when she was like an infant. And she sees him, not just sees him, and he doesn't like just talk to her in her mind. He literally looks like he looks at the end of the original scream, all like stabbed up and bloody. And it's like, but yeah, why? Like she doesn't know that. Like that's, so that but. It, it's a very it, weird it was, choice. Yeah, that was a choice that did bug me. Not enough to, like, ruin the movie, but, like, every time it happened, literally every time he appeared on screen, I went, why is he there? Why does he look like he does at the end? Like, what? this, this doesn't make sense. It was very weird for me with the whole with that whole thing. But on top of it, 
at the end where she's getting choked out and like trying to grab for the door and then his Loomis is just standing in the corner and pointing at the knife or staring mm-hmm. at the knife being like be a killer like gonna be just like daddy's little girl and it's just like this doesn't make sense no. Like, it, I was like fine with it. It's like, okay, they're playing with legacy characters and they want to say that uh, Billy Loomis got somebody pregnant before he died and, and this is his daughter. Fine, whatever. Like, I'll go with that. But the rest of it was weird and I had trouble going with her. Her like seeing him and him like talking to her and everything. It's like you have no... But when did he find the girl? When did, so he must have cheated on Sydney. On, on Sydney or happened, it was somebody like, he dated right before Sydney, and that was why he was mad Sydney wouldn't put out. That you might know, be. like thinking, oh, like my last girlfriend put out or whatever. But <laughs> now that's yeah, that's not the the only part that bugged me is like. It doesn't make sense to me. This character would have no frame of reference for Billy Loomis at all. None. <laughs> and, and not only that, but to then go on this whole story of like, you're just like me. Like, she's like, no, not even the slice. You didn't even me- meet me at all. So how would his personality like, it's like, you're going to be a killer just like me. It makes, it doesn't mm-hmm. work, but, but still great movie. <laughs> Yeah, I still really liked it. And yeah, yeah and then you watch I watched Ghostbusters Afterlife. Afterlife. Yeah, I I dug it. Like I I was on record as saying that the trailers didn't look uh super great to me. Um <clears throat> but then when it came out, everybody talked really positively about it and I I never got a chance to see it and then this week uh I finally got a chance to watch it and like yeah it's good like i i don't think i love it as much as a lot of other people did um i still am not high on the fact that all the main characters are kids uh that's not like super interesting to me Uh, but they all did a good job all the kids uh, especially mckenna grace uh and finn wolfhard did his his finn wolfhard thing um and actually, Paul Rudd's character was a lot less annoying than the trailers led me to believe he would be. Um, that scene with the little Stay Puft Marshmallow men that we saw in the trailers, I still thought that was pretty dumb, but it was fine. Uh, it just went on a little bit. Lo- it was dumb and it went on a little bit longer than I thought it needed to. Um, I don't foresee myself wa- I still don't foresee myself watching this one as much as I watch Ghostbusters and Ghostbusters 2 those are two movies that I've watched fairly regularly for most of my life like I do really love Ghostbusters and Ghostbusters 2 but uh, I'll watch it some from time to time I'll put it in I thought it was pretty good and it actually is how a super good it- sequel to the at least the original Ghostbusters, uh, they sort of ignore the fact that Ghostbusters two even happened. But how do they? Because I've only seen the screenshot, mm-hmm. so I know how it. Ha- I know he's mm-hmm. there. But uh, what did you feel like with the whole Egon? Uh, it was actually really well done. Like uh, the very beginning of the movie. Spoiler alert for anybody that hasn't seen it. Um, 
But basically, in the very beginning of the movie, you don't see Egon's face, really. He, they kind of, like, keep him in shadow, but he's he, he like, kind of happens for most of the movie. Um, then, or you know, he's kind of the setting up the movie. He's the, the character that kind of, like, something happens that kicks off the rest of the movie. And then he's gone for the whole movie, pretty much, except he's there. He, like... Uh, convinces his granddaughter that ghosts are real by like moving chess pieces and stuff but you don't see him and then at the very end of the movie you do see him and it is really good um and you know like the uh the the original ghostbusters uh that are still living uh Aykroyd, uh murray and and uh ernie hudson they get like a moment to like sort of interact with this Egon Ghost, by the way, played by Ivan Reitman, who also died recently, but Ivan Reitman was the original yeah. uh, director of Ghostbusters, but he was the, the stand-in for the Egon Ghost. He provided the motion capture for the Egon Ghost. Uh, the only thing they don't... The Egon Ghost doesn't speak. He's quiet. They don't try to, like, reproduce Harold Ramis's voice, uh, which I think is pretty smart. Uh, but yeah, it was well done. All right, I'm still yeah. gonna check it out uh, at some point. And again, I, my my smallest bugaboo about it was just another thing that to me didn't make any sense. And I think we talked about this even when the trailers were originally out. It makes no fucking sense that n these kids don't remember who the Ghostbusters are, um, because a hundred foot marshmallow man attacked new york city like you're look i'm sorry you're learning about that in school like yeah. planes hit the twin towers and kids learn about that in school now like that's history there's remembrance days every september 11 a, a giant fucking marshmallow man attacks new york city that's history like they're learning about that and the fact that they don't know who the ghostbusters are is dumb as shit <laughs> <laughs> they gotta play it up they gotta get like all the new kids to be like no 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 you gotta go with this well, version they, like they basically I, just I have to because ha paul rudd does explain uh, well no they have to have paul rudd who tells them who the ghostbusters were uh. it, but even like he says there hasn't been a ghost sighting in 30 years fine like that's fine if you want to say that like ghosts in this universe like disappeared like the ghost the, the, uh there's even a scene with ray where ray says you know ghost sightings started to do go down like venkman thought we were doing our job too well and that we were going to put ourselves out of business stuff like that if you want to say ghosts have gone away and kids like don't see ghosts anymore and there's no need for the ghostbusters anymore that's okay but don't say that like yeah. nobody knows who they were just because it happened 30 years ago. A hundred foot marshmallow man attacked New York City. <laughs> no, fake news. <laughs> it's just that part did drive me up a tree. I was like, this is so stupid. <laughs> oh man, do I have some movies to tell uh, you, you about? You watched too. one I want to watch real bad and I haven't gotten a chance to watch it yet. Yes. Oh, Antlers? It's... It's an okay movie. Oh, no. Um, it no, it's it's good. I thought it was kind of slow. The, I like kind of like the story behind it. It's a Wendigo mm -hmm. story. Uh, 
I won't give too much away except that like there's actual there is mm-hmm. Wendigos. Um, it's slow. It's like it's a slow mover, but it's kind of built or, to be that way. So it's like it's supposed to make you like it's supposed to be like kind of more okay. thriller. Um, the thing that bugs me the most I- in this film is not much the film itself is Jesse Plemons just looks like the same character he plays in every movie I've seen him in. I don't know who that is. He was in uh, that episode of Black Mirror with the Star Trek-ish. Was he like the uh, Captain Kirk? The Captain. Okay. Yeah. Okay. yeah. He was like the Captain Kirk he, character in that episode. <clears throat> every film I've seen him in, he's been a cop or or some evil dude with a mustache or hmm. both. Like, it's weird. Like, uh, he was a cop in, uh, was it Playdate? I think that movie? Yeah, Playdate. Looking at his filmography Uh, right now, trying to see if they... He was an evil Russian... uh, He was like an an evil Nazi soldier in Jungle Cruise. Yeah, I didn't see Jungle Cruise. He's a cop in this film. It's... it's, uh, Oh, yeah, he's in a ton of stuff I've never seen except that episode of Black Mirror. And he's married to Kirsten Dunst. Really? Huh. Yeah. Okay. Well, good on you, Jesse but, Plemons. Yeah, that's a, a good pull. Yeah, but Antlers is good. It really is. Um, it's just it, Jesse Bled Plemons just kind of takes it out for me at okay. some points. Um, the other movie I need to tell you about uh, is fucking weird. <laughs> Bring it like, on. Uh, it's called it's called Titan. It came out last year. Uh, spelled, it's spelled T I T A N E. Okay. Uh, I I heard a lot of people like rant and rave about how amazing this film is. It's a French film, and it's kind of borderline thriller, thriller mm-hmm. film. And um, trying to figure out the best way to say this. I was not a huge fan of the film, which apparently a lot of people were going to skim me alive for that. Um, because this film I am going to spoil okay. for you, because I don't think you're actually Probably ever going to watch this. Girl fucks a car. It, really? She sits. She's like a she's like a mm-hmm. stripper uh, that works at a car show that involves strippers. And she decides, she she decides she's completely naked, goes out to like a, a Camaro, I think, like a lowrider mm-hmm. of some sort, sits in the back seat, wraps her arms around the seatbelts, and you just see the car start bouncing like nonstop. And she's in the back seat, and there's no one else I just in the Googled car. This movie. Would you like to hear the yes. the brief synopsis that comes up on the Google page? Yes. A woman who yes. has a titanium plate fitted in her head embarks on a bizarre journey mm-hmm. involving her fetish for cars. That's the entire description yeah. of the movie, according to Google. The fetish... Okay, the fetish of the cars doesn't even play into it. So, the at the beginning of the film, it starts her as a kid, where she gets in a car accident where she has a metal plate mm-hmm. put into her head. That's where the fetish for cars comes from. And then... She has sex with a car, um, murders a dude who gets too handsy with her, and murders like five other people, and then goes on the run where she finds a bulletin board full of lost kids over time. Like, this kid's been lost for like five, 
15 years, whatever. So she breaks her nose, cuts her hair, and wraps herself to look like a boy Mm -hmm. so that a fire marshal uh, thinks it's his son. Wow. And hang on, it gets better. She's pregnant from the car. Uh, Uh, What? Yeah, she's pregnant from the car. Like, she, like, ooze, like, her her uh her nipples start leaking oil there's like her stomach starts expanding and it starts ripping you see metal and she's hiding this from this guy that she's pretending to be his son and then she has sex with a fire engine what? uh when and then the end of the movie i'm skipping so By much the but way, I don't this care. review the the movie, you said you don't see me watch this is not making me not want to watch this movie by the way <laughs> yeah it's, it's and then by the end of the movie she like tries to have sex with the with the fire chief that like knows that she's a dude or that he's now a, a girl and she dies giving birth to a baby with a mechanical spine. That's Dude, it. I'm looking at the uh, Wikipedia entry for this movie. And, like, people <laughs> seem to like this movie, like, a lot. Like, I, I mean, I, I have had It received so many critical acclaim and yeah. was selected as the French entry for the best international feature film at the 94th Academy Awards. Oh, but it did not make the shortlist, so... Uh, it's at the 47th Caesar Awards. I'm not sure what those are. They must be an international award festival. Yeah, it's an international. It was nominated one. for four awards, including Best Director, Most Promising, and Most Promising Actress. And at the 11th Magritte Awards, it received five nominations in one two, including Best. Holy shit! I will say. The girl, the main actress, she, I, she she put her heart into this thing, like, <sighs> like I'm like okay, mad props, and I've had people like text me being like, oh, you watch Titan? It's like my favorite movie of last year, and I'm like, I'm glad it's your film, of like you consider it your favorite film of last year, but I was like, what the fuck is I this? I... I like fucked up movies. I like weird out of out of the box thinking but even i was just like what is this <laughs> weird i think i've got to at least see a bit of this movie now like i am so intrigued well if you want if you watch like the first 20 to 30 minutes you'll at least see the car oh, set yeah and then it goes into boring, like, her, her trying to, like, hide out as a kid, as, like, a lost child. I'll skip around. Like, a, a lot grown th- child. Yeah. This is probably not the best thing in the world for me to say. Say was it. it a, was, Do it. I, every time I try to watch a French film, I find myself, like, not super interested. Like, um, I don't know if it's... Uh, I think it's just there. It's not the language barrier because I watch plenty of like I love like Korean stuff and stuff. I think it's just I think the way they tell stories, the way they pace things, is not like for me. <clears throat> I mean, to be fair, I've seen some other French films 
And I feel like the French films have always been a little bizarre, mm-hmm. even for mm-hmm. my taste. Um, I don't know why, or maybe I'm just looking in the wrong mm-hmm. area. I think in my entire collection, I own maybe one French mm-hmm. film. Um, I have more Spanish and, and Korean mm-hmm. films more than anything. Um, yeah, but it's just a weird ass movie. <laughs> yeah, no, I do. I. Uh... And see, I even kind of like uh, weird from time to time. Although, uh, is what you're describing is is super weird. So maybe I'll be, maybe I'll be out after. She goes around with like a needle, like what, like a long needle, like a stainless steel like thing. She puts in her hair and stabs people in the ear and kills wow, them. Wow, that's fucking weird, dude. Now I actually do kind of so want to watch fucking this movie, weird, which is. Like, okay, so she has, like, she finds out she's pregnant with this car, and with this car thing, and she, like, has sex, starts having sex with this girl, and then it's, like, too rough, and then, so she kills her for, for I don't know reason. what reason, just some reason, then, like, a naked, then another girl, and then a guy comes down, she kills him by putting, like, a stool in his mouth and turning it. And then another girl sees this, runs to the, into the bathroom and calls the cops, while another naked dude's just standing there like, hey, what's going on? And she stabs him in the spine while giving him a wow, hug that's, with the what? same needle and then runs. Spe- Speaking weird. of foreign stuff, I was just thinking to myself the other day because I was on Netflix and um, I realized I started quite a while ago. I started that Korean, uh, that South Korean series Kingdom the the zombie one set oh, like yeah. back in the and I liked it and then for some reason I got distracted and I never finished it and when I was on Netflix the other day I was like oh yeah I need to start that show over again and actually watch it because it was pretty good what I liked that speaking of Netflix I just finished um the Cuphead series oh, I didn't even know that oh um, yeah I guess I did know that came out first I knew it was coming out I just I forgot it's cute. I mean, definitely kind of traumatizing in with some of the animation, but it's very. It reminded me a lot of old mm-hmm. Popeye cartoons uh, with the cell uh, mm-hmm. style. Um, set, I mean, there's nothing else really okay. to say about it. It's just fun. If you have some, t- each episode's like thirteen minutes. Because like I don't know short. Cuphead the game, so. Cuphead, the, well, you don't really need to r- r- play the game to know okay. the show. It's pretty, it, it, I feel like it's very self-explanatory, and if not, like, it's really easy to digest. Like, every episode, like, the whole story is Cuphead loses a game uh, and loses his soul to the devil but refuses to give it up. So it's basically a lot of okay, that kind of stuff. Cool. Like, devil keeps coming up with ways to try and get the soul. Or it doesn't even involve the devil. Like, there's a whole episode of just that, of Cuphead and Mugman trying to take care of a a demonic bottle baby. That's, yeah, it's fun stuff. Like, I enjoyed it. All right, maybe I'll check that out, too. So many things to check out. There really is. Like, everything kind of popped up. uh, But one thing that's gone for now, fucking Peacemaker... Oh yeah, we didn't talk. We didn't talk about. We haven't talked about this finale. Oh, yet. that's right. We didn't. Holy shit! No, we didn't. Uh, yeah. I really liked the so finale sad. a lot. Um, yeah, 
I was pretty surprised at at a lot of the stuff that happened in it, like um, with the uh, butterflies basically saying that they were trying to save humanity from themselves uh, because everything that was going on on our planet had already happened on their planet. Uh, I really, they really sucked me in on that one. I thought for like a hot second that like he was really not going to kill the cow and, and kill. Yeah. Uh, so they got me there. That's for sure. Uh, I really enjoyed the, the overall fight scene Mm -hmm. in this. Like it was so good. Like playing the theme song, um, while everyone's just going to town, even out of bio, like, Going and ham, turning into like, the human gun, uh, human missile, or human torpedo. <laughs> human torpedo. Uh, I thought the <coughs> scene with Economos, where uh, I thought oh. that was really heartbreaking, where he finally like, because he's pretending to be a butterfly, and one of the butterflies is like, "Why does that human's beard look like that?" And he does his whole breakdown of like this really sad story about like thinking it would make him younger and how he had never had a girlfriend and he thought maybe it would be easier to date if he dyed his beard and but everyone keeps everyone keeps making fun of him now i was like oh this is real sad yeah it's i really like the little bit too where uh his peacemaker's dad is now in his head he can't get away from him the tra- yeah the the trauma of even though he finally did something right in it, like of killing his dad for all the horrible shit right. he put him through he still has to deal with like the inner yeah. demons and that's of, real right of, like of, people of that go dad. through that yeah. shit they can't get away from it i mean it it and like the whole scene where he's with his dad and he's like trying to use a blow dart on his dad's ghost and he's just out in the woods and yeah uh, she stumbles upon him, like, just screaming at nothing. Like, I was like, whoa, <laughs> didn't expect this show to go there either. Um, yeah, uh, I will. And then, like, at the end where he's just sitting on the porch with Eagly, yep. Goff, and then, like, the ghost of his dad. And you're well, like, and he gives Goff the is... last of the food. Like, there's nothing left. So yeah. that's pretty intense, too. And The whole yeah. thing's intense. I will say... The the most polarizing thing that everyone has been for or against is the justice is the Justice League bit. For the life of me, I can't understand what everybody's so mad about. Like that is actually mad about. Like I sorta, kinda, a little bit get like not wanting your superheroes to say bad words. A little teeny bit. Like, I, that part I kind of sort of get. But the interaction in that moment is so, to me, natural where, uh, obviously... They rip right, on where, each other. Number one, Peacemaker for the entire series has been ripping on every member of the Justice League. And so the fact that they show up at that moment and he tells Aquaman, you know, get out of here and go fuck a fish. And... <laughs> You know, Aquaman going, I am so sick of everybody saying that. And Barry going, 
well, it's true. And then him going, fuck you, Barry. <laughs> like, yeah. That's a friendship. Like, the best usage of yeah, Ezra Miller. I mean, like, a, pe- that's natural to Peacemaker. B, that's pretty natural thing for Barry to say to his friend at that moment in time. And C, that's a pretty natural, believable way for his friend to respond to him in that <laughs> moment in time. Like... Like, I know apparently there was footage that was put out, too, of Batman and Superman being Superman was there, but you just couldn't see his face. Uh, it was it was Batman oh, oh, and ba- Batman, Cyborg. Batman and Cyborg. That's who it was. Yeah. And, like, they, I know there was a guy who was like, oh, I was the stand-in of Bat- – I was Batman yep. for that. Uh, but they just didn't use me. The only two um, you could see their face were uh, Momoa and Ezra Miller because Wonder Woman and Superman were yeah. there. And they were just in shadow, just, I guess, because Gal Gadot was busy and they apparently don't have anything to do with Henry Cavill anymore because this is the second time they have used Superman without showing Henry Cavill's face. <laughs> yeah. Well, I know the main things I've been hearing is mainly Snyder. This is just what I've been hearing is like Snyder fans hate it, but they're like playing the devil's advocate. Like, oh, so you hate the line of him saying, that he doesn't like it when people say he fucks fish, but having the Joker tell give uh, tell Batman he's oh been yeah they just love that shit and Lex Luthor yeah, yeah Lex mwah, Luthor peeing just, in a jar just, yeah like I, like I don't know it's a weird thing like I am not a fan of Ezra Miller Flash but that was the best usage yeah, was. for him <laughs> the entire time and I think it's I think it actually bringing the it's one of the few times I feel like bringing in like your bigger cat quote unquote mm-hmm. bigger cast um really helps at least kind of tie mm-hmm. everything together because there's like they haven't done it yet with no. doom patrol um except for the cw stuff well doom patrol sits outside of that just because of the way that dc and warner have divided up how those properties all work so yeah, except for that one moment in The Flash where I guess Ezra Miller shows up as yes. Flash. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, whatever. And they filmed I, that cameo thought, on yeah. the set of Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. Yeah, which I was like, okay, cool. Like, they're just using their resources, and everyone's like, no, it's Marvel and DC working together. They are. Oh, they are doing the one thing that is really cool is uh, for for George Perez they are re-releasing that Marvel DC book the the team up the JLA Avengers team up book uh, which hasn't been released in forever 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 but because George Perez is is so sick and dying they're putting it out there as like a fundraiser for his family I believe is yeah there's only I think 7,000 yeah they're not putting out very many I'm not going to I'm, I know I'm not going to be able to get one because it's probably going to be pretty costly and probably everybody wants if one. If I'm still, yeah. <clears throat> if uh, they sent out an email uh, about it at work about like, yeah, I, we don't know if you guys will even see it. And like, well, I want it. I would like it if I can get my hands on it, but I'm not going to go out of my way to like everyone no. else does and hunt no. things and down. It's, yeah, so that is pretty cool that they're actually allowing that to be reprinted. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Um, did you see the, all the stuff 
today about No Way Home. <gasps> With the they're doing the Spider Man meme where it's the three of them all pointing at each other. <laughs> I yeah. like that. Yeah. And appara- so the movie comes out on Blu-ray uh, uh, on yes. in April, and it's already said there's like 80 minutes of extra bonus stuff involving like 30 minutes of stuff with yeah, Toby I and I think Gar- they're putting that in theaters for a limited run. I might have to go back. It might be one of those few instances where I might have to go back. I know. I, I think I saw that the other day that they're putting it. Uh, it's like mid to late March, like just ahead of the the Blu-ray release, I believe. Yeah, because I think, yeah, because mid-March uh, is when it just goes digital. Right. Oh, God, I can't. I already, like, the other photo I've been really loving lately is just uh, Melina, Fox, and Defoe just goofing off mm-hmm. uh, in front of a green screen. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. I love it so much. Yeah, and I only got to see that movie once, so I'm really looking forward to being able to see Same. it. Same. Mm-hmm. But we have Batman to look forward to. <gasps> That's and like, next week. Oh, can't wait. It's going to be so much so fun. stoked. I'm ready. And some people are going to see it on the first, so I'm going to have to like really not be on social media for a couple days because the people that are going to see it on the first – for all the ruin it for everyone yeah but we don't have any imax around here otherwise i would have oh well there's an imax we do well there's an imax in montreal but i because the first is like a tuesday the first is a tuesday yeah i wouldn't be able to go all the way to montreal and back and everything i mean there's one in like the manchester area oh is there really a little bit yeah, there's oh. a, there's one. I, I that's went actually there. farther from me than Montreal is. Yeah, so. yeah it's closer for me. Yeah, uh, like there, I think it's in Hooksit because I remember uh, there's a yeah because I went and saw the first Guardians of the Galaxy there with a friend. Oh, okay. I had no uh, idea. Yeah, it's it's there. I mean, whatever. I I would prefer just to go. I mean, I'm just happy to see it. That's all I care about. Me too, but you know, anytime you can see something a little bit early, that's always fun too. Yeah. Um, the only other things I've been doing is I've been playing the shit out of uh, Horizon Forbidden West. Oh yeah, I saw you started that the other day. It's, 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 it's gonna be a, I, it's gonna be a, a big, uh, a, it's gonna take up a lot of free time when mm. I'm not in bet- when I'm not working, looking for a new job, apartments. I never played uh, uh, Horizon Zero Dawn. How is uh, Horizon West, whatever you just said? I've played it so far for maybe six, seven hours, and I've barely even started the main main campaign. Wow. <laughs> like, they, they had a whole intro level that was like three hours. I was like, excuse me? <laughs> That's insane. It's This game is going to be nuts. And then um, I also downloaded cyberpunk 2077 because i guess they just re-released it for ps5 players is it actually gonna work apparently this is the version that works so and they were selling it for like a pretty low price Mm -hmm. so i was like you know what i'll get it so when i'm done with with because there's not that many games on the playstation i want to get right now right so i'll have something in the back end when i'm done with uh forbidden west cool um other than that i need to tone down on some 
money spending. Yeah, I well, I, 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 so I have now all three Jokers from the three Joker McFarlane line. I'm still missing that GameStop exclusive one. I'm uh, gonna have to buy it online, I think. And I just bought two more pops. Uh, oh yeah. I bought I bought a Jordan Peele pop, which I didn't know existed. Interesting. And um, a spider, a glow in the dark Spider Man that is the Japanese uh, television show version. <gasps> oh my. god. God, I didn't even know they had that either. That Japanese television Spider-Man is nuts. It's hilarious because oh he has his little. This, and so the pop has like he's doing like this cross arm thing with his little gauntlet. That's amazing. And I was just like, you know, like we got a shit ton of pops. Like that was like looking at like, like holy crap. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that Japanese Spider-Man is amazing. You know what they need to make now? Is one based on that uh, short-lived Nicholas Hammond television series? They should. Yeah, because I buy that. Because that one, he uh, he's got the. Um, does he have the things? There's web shooters on the outside. On the, I can't remember I now. Think I think they are. The he's outside. got those. He's got like their bracelets. Like yeah. That show is wild, too. I don't know how many people have ever seen that. It's not very widely available, but if anybody ever gets to check that out, it's kind of weird. Yeah, because the only other news that I have is just Funko Fair slash Toy Fair news of, like, everything that came out. Yeah. Like, there's, holy shit. Yeah, there's not a lot this week to to news-wise, which is a good yeah. good thing we watched all those movies. I mean, the Funko Fair stuff, the only thing that was really interesting out of the entire thing was they posted the second uh, Spider-Man for the the Spider-Man set of the Sinister Six, which is Vulture. Okay. They're all, like, Amazon exclusives. Yeah. And no one else is really going to care about this, but the one I sent you about the five finger death punch one. That's awesome. Of knucklehead. I can't wait for that one. Everybody else can not have one if they want, but I want one. Yeah. Cause apparently everyone thinks it's like a butt rock, like a butt rock, which is not (laughs) butt rock. I don't care. I love Um, that phrase. It's so so stupid and funny. Uh, but yeah, but then NECA put out like a shit ton of stuff. Ah, uh, they always do. Like they, I can't keep up with them. Yeah, two new predators. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, there's more. There's concrete predator, uh, which is a big guy. Yeah, he's, he's a huge. big boy. Mm-hmm. Uh, and shaman predator, a couple new teenage mutant ninja turtles. Mm-hmm. Um, Renette, which I don't remember. I have from the comics, I guess. Slash. Yeah, uh, and the one I really want to get the um, Ninja Turtles Last Ronin. Yeah, that one is pretty awesome looking, and so is that uh, Mummy Michelangelo. Figure. Oh god, I still need to get I need to get all all these guys when they actually are available. Yeah, but then they, yeah, then there's like one for the thing that they're working on, like the oh they're working on like the, the the thing like the. The, the, dog the dog thing. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm, I saw uh, that. And then, like, all the new gargoyles. Yeah, gargoyles was never my thing, but... it was, I mean, they're cool. Like, they look... The, these figures look really cool, except for the fact that they have very cartoonish faces, but mm-hmm. on top of, like, jacked bodies. Yeah. Which I thought was kind of hilarious. I think they do in the show, though, too, don't they? They do, but, it's, it's, like, the figures kind of look like... 
like the face and the bodies don't match. Oh, okay. Um, those are the big ones because all the other ones are like weird, like little, a lot of like just like terror tunes. Yeah, the two the terrors of, of the Halloween out. kids mm-hmm. with the shamrock masks and the more TMNT and. The oh, mum, you know the what ultimate I ultimate mummy. You know what I saw that was a lot of fun is uh, Mezco has a figure coming out of the. Uh, you've seen, you know, Creep Show, right? Yeah. And uh, it's that final shot from the uh, Father's Day segment. Where's my oh, cake? Oh yeah. They have the figure of him uh, with the the head covered in frosting with candles yes Uh, it's a little cartoony looking but i like it so much i was like i can't believe somebody is making this this is awesome well it's kind of like the thing i sent you that i think was i have to look at look at it again but i think it was also mezco yeah the the scooby-doo uh set mezco makes great stuff the problem with most of mezco stuff is it's expensive man everything's expensive. i mean everything is expensive but mezco especially like they have their whole uh 112th line where they make all yeah. those and they're all like 80 90 bucks a piece i was like it's like man alive so, uh, yeah it's, it's terrible we okay i'm gonna talk to, we need to talk about this just because it's my new obsession and i'm never gonna have it until i have my own place but I'm really – this is now just completely going off into random tangent. But I really okay. am am jonesing to get a full uh, hue sync set. A what? A hue sync set. I don't know what uh, that is. Philips does it. It's basically a setup that you put – that there's, it's a light system mm-hmm. that you put – that you set up lights behind your TV <gasps> and oh! other lights. Oh, oh, oh. And my brother has one. With, yeah, my brother has one of those behind his TV. Now I know yeah, what you're talking about. Okay. I, I've been like I found out about this like a couple weeks. ago. I knew it was a thing, but I never really put thought into it. And then I saw a guy's thing on Twitter mm-hmm. where he showed his system, and I was like, I fucking want that. I didn't know that's what that was called. I know what I know exact because my uh, yeah my brother has one, and then actually uh, my pal Brendan has one on his TV that I've seen pictures from pictures well, and video from his house. Well, I need them to tell me which versions they have because I've been looking. They're they are like close to like two hundred dollars. Yeah, I, depending on the version. My brother's I know doesn't have like other lights around the room. It is literally just just behind the TV his part. TV. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I don't know if I want to go that far because that involves LED, like Bluetooth. Yeah, uh, a lot of like syncing things up. And... Unless, unless I have a setup that works well with it. But I was just like, I fucking want that because that would just be so much fun. Yeah. It was, uh, did I see? Yeah, he turned it on the when I went and visited him. And we wa- it was, it wasn't for me, but I can see why people do like it. Like, it wasn't my thing, but I can see well, why people yeah, like it. Yeah, I feel it. like it's one of those things I would have on for very specific films. Sure. Like, it's not just for everyday watch. Like, it would have to be, like, for, like, like Godzilla vs. Kong yep. or, like, Avengers Endgame. Like, something that involves a lot of lights and a lot of, a lot of different hues and stuff. But mm-hmm. not, like, Taken. <laughs> No, sure. Or or like Alien versus Predator. Or the black and white version of Zack Snyder's Justice League. Oh, that's when it would be the best. Yeah, totally. Uh, oh, all yeah. those black and white films, it'll work great. So so many blacks and whites. Yeah. 
Well, I think uh, I think that does it pretty well for this week, then. Yeah, I mean, depending when we podcast next, it's either going to be, it's probably going to be right after or before Batman. Yeah, probably end up being right at, we probably should push it back to be right after at this point. Yeah, because we don't even have a new South Park. No, there's not even any new South Park until next week when the Batman is. Uh, It's like the day before, it's like that Wednesday. So, yeah, my birthday. Oh, March 2nd. Happy birthday to you with Woo! New South Park. <laughs> yeah, that's pr- pretty much... I have the day off somehow, and I don't know what to do with myself. Strippers? I mean, I could, I guess, but <laughs> do I really want to wait? Do I really want to spend that kind of money right now? Probably not, but also probably. But how's that ever stopped me? Because before? you want to you wanna go see those sweet, sweet strippers. I mean, <laughs> I could go down for all day and do have a shop, like just max out credit card. Maybe they'll give you discounts, but you can get a birthday discount. <gasps> <It's>, <laughs> I don't it's know. It's my birthday. Oh, I wonder. <laughs> Now nah, you probably could. I was gonna say, I wonder if they would really do that, but <laughs> I'm sure they would probably do. I know of of strip clubs that do like the, oh, it's your birthday. Well, someone like they force you on stage and oh like my God, thank they... you and stuff like that. And I'm like, no, nah, I'm good without that. Yeah. All right. Well then, later, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> later. The Two Broke Geeks podcast is a production of Two Broke Geeks Entertainment and is part of the Atomic Geekdom Network. If you have not already subscribed wherever you get your podcasts, please do so. It really helps us out. Also, what really helps us out is if you could leave us a review. We really do appreciate it. Find us online on Facebook. Just look for Two Broke Geeks. Find us on Instagram, 2BGPod, and on Twitter, at 2BGPod. Find Atomic Geekdom online at AtomicGeekdom.com or on Twitter, at Atomic Geekdom. Thanks. Oh, it's over. It's over.